Round two. Round two. Try that shotgun stuff again. <laughs> slice you in my soul. <laughs> fool ass fool gonna shoot me with a shotgun. I'm Black Mamba. <laughs> Next time you do that, you better make sure you kill me because I'm gonna come for your ass. <laughs> Welcome to the Lockdown Yard Podcast with me, Ed, and me, Charles, where we discuss all things TV and film. We're not experts or people with deep industry knowledge. We're just fans having a group chat with all of you. So enjoy the show and see you in the Lockdown Yard, baby. All right, I've got a scenario for you. I've got a question, actually. Have you ever fallen asleep in the cinema and... If so, what was the film? Uh, I, I've fallen asleep in a lot of films, actually, now I think about it. Three. What was the reason? Was it tiredness or was it just the film was so boring? The film was so boring, man. Okay, I got two. I have two. I was going to just say one, but I have two because they both oh, deserve it. They let both it out, get let it off your chest. <laughs> ah, ah! <laughs> I gotta get it off my chest. <laughs> it's killing me. No, I'm um, the Invisible Man. That really, was a, yeah, that was a group project because I was watching it with four friends, and we both, we both, all of us just took shifts sleeping. Like he, one person slept at one bit, they woke up. One person slept at another bit, we woke up. Oh, it was literally wow. a snooze fest, bro. I was snoring, and I didn't care. No one cared. What's that? Wait, and you're saying that film was boring, bro? I, I don't know how I woke up. I just, I just knew my shift oh was done. Oh my days! Nah, I, I completely disagree on this. I love that film. Oh, the invisible. You... We talk, we're talking about the same Invisible Man, where the you know, the guys wearing the yeah, well, the guys invisible. Yeah. <laughs> no way you fell asleep in that, bro. I fell asleep. I didn't miss a damn thing. Oh I didn't my miss a goodness. damn thing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. That film was great. Yeah, well, you like Catwoman. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Back up, back it, back it up, back it up, back no, it up. No, 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 no. You were saying all oh, that good shit a second ago. Do you go kicked in your chest? Your chest. <laughs> oh man! All right, all right, all right. Take it easy. Take it. All right. Easy. I'm all just right. saying. Okay. All right. <laughs> that okay. was a good film. I don't know how. Were you tired or? What was up, man? The film was predictable as hell. And the CGI was not enough to keep me awake. It was predictable as hell, really. You knew how that would end. I mean, I've seen the original, so I know the the, the motive. And kind of seeing it in modern day time, yeah, it's cool. The CGI, like I said, it looks cool. The The technology looked very cool. And um, what's her name who plays um the main actress? What's her name? I will find uh, her name shortly. Yeah, her, the, the main protagonist. She was good too, but she was really good actually. She 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 should have kept me awake, but I just, this, the plot, the plot. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss. That's it. I knew it was something like Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss. She was great in it, but I don't know, man. And going on from the CGI, again, it's not enough to keep me awake. goes on to my second one, which is mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell. Oh okay, yeah, that was not gosh. that was not good. That was that was bad. not good. That was horrible. I, I mean, did not like that film. 
going into it, you had all the hype around why the hell Scarlett Johansson playing this character in the first place. So it wasn't didn't get off to a good start, and then you actually watched <laughs> it, and, and it wasn't even a good film. So nah, at the very no, least, no. make it a good film to shut the critics up. But yeah, nah, it wasn't like that was that was the first time I consciously chose to fall asleep because like nah, <laughs> this ch- at least at least the chair's comfortable, you know. It's I was going to say that, that you know what? Yeah, cinema seats obviously purposely made very comfortable, but. If yeah, your film are. dares to be boring, or if you watch a film that's it's got the double whammy, <laughs> yeah, no, it's got the got the triple whammy. The seats it's are triple. comfortable, yep. The film's boring, and uh-huh. you're tired. Yeah, oh, you don't stand a chance, man. Oh, you're you're you not moving from that seat. <laughs> you are I in a pay coma. For, I, I pay for these seats. I don't care. <laughs> you can't put something good on, but you can provide a good seat. The seats is comfortable, man. <laughs> Those nah, damn Odeon recliners. Oh, better than, a, better than it, some man. beds. They are better than some beds, I tell you. Forget about it, man. Forget about it. Okay, so what, you got ghosts in the shell and you inexplicably got invisible, man. man you better let that go. I hear bass in your voice, man. Better <laughs> <laughs> take that bass out your voice, boy. I'm going to rip on your dip. <laughs> <laughs> Or chip on your dip or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or chip on your dip. I started thinking to myself, what did that movie do to make this guy that mad? <laughs> oh, okay, all right, fine. I, I'd accept Put it. On to go to sleep. Oh, no, you're going too far now. I'm joking, yeah. That would be weird. Oh, no. But speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of films that do make you go to sleep, okay, quite literally, and this is along with some of the most boring things I've watched in the cinema. So <sighs> Go on, Fantastic man. Beasts Whoa. and the Crimes of Grindelwald. You fell asleep. You fell that... wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <clears throat> you fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> It was what ten pages. <laughs> Both sides or something like that. I don't remember Front exactly. and back. back. That was it. That's from friends, by the way, viewers. But um, yeah, that film was criminally, criminally boring. The second one, mind. The first one was okay, right? It was okay. That second one, though. Oh my goodness! You say? Did you say five out of ten? Yeah, I'll give it a five out of ten. I don't even blink twice when I said that. (laughs) You get five out of ten. Oh, the first, the first Fantastic Beast or the second one? The first one and the second one, probably. Yeah, they're just not good, man. There's, that just felt like... All right, Harry Potter made money, man. Just, yeah, just come make some more. Just come make it, some more. We, we don't care if it's decent. Just It makes money. Just make just keep making these films. It's, ah, whatever, it's man. soulless, man. I don't like it. They are. And I don't like the, I don't like the Eddie Redmayne character either. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like how he speaks. And yeah, it's just, I can't connect with that character at all. I don't root for him. I'm sorry. I connect I connect more with the uh the Muggle character than anyone else. Oh the New York the excessively New York character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a wand. About it. <laughs> I got a wand. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> hey, I'm doing magic over here. <laughs> nah, that film was sinfully boring. I just remember getting to the end of that. You know, I was so happy when it ended. I was like, it's over. No. It's over. I've made it. 
And I wasn't even watching. And I'll tell you how boring it was for me to fall asleep. I wasn't even tired going into it. Oh my! This God. was completely film induced. Nothing to do. <laughs> yes, this was nothing to do with me being tired going into it. I went in there fresh. Oh man! I came out drained. Happy that I managed to get through the the, the ordeal. Ordeal that was Fantastic Beast, the Crimes of Grindelwald, and. Bro, you sound like you came straight out of Azkaban. (laughs) (laughs) I did my time. (laughs) 13 years of it. In the Fantastic Beast screening. (laughs) (laughs) Telling you, man, those films are sinfully boring. The third one, which I've recently watched, not much different, to be honest. I didn't like that either. I just think they should just just quit while they're not even ahead, really. Just stop, man. Stop it. There's going to be two more films of these. I really After thought the it was one. gonna. St- I really st- thought they were gonna stop at three, but no, uh, there's two more. Please. I don't. I'm not gonna watch them. I'm not watching them. Please. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm checking out. Well, someone keeps watching these, so they're gonna make some more, man. The pot- yeah, you. <laughs> the Potterheads. This, you know what this franchise reminds me of? It reminds me of, unfortunately, and it doesn't deserve this comparison because there are so many more redeemable qualities in this trilogy but it reminds me of the hobbit trilogy and i i I like the hobbit trilogy i do so it doesn't deserve that comparison but relatively yeah it does remind me of it it's like it's not quite as popular as the first the first set of films and they're really trying to squeeze everything they can out of Mm. out of what the, the universe brought especially at the box office but at least they quit at three, The Hobbit. You're telling me there are two more? No, God. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a whole thing. But saying that, just a separate point, because we're talking about Lord of the Rings now, apparently. Um, the TV series that's coming out, what do you think about that? Uh, it's got it's, it's got a tough ask, this TV show. It's got mm. a tough ask. It has everything to prove. It, the Lord of the Rings... Hasn't been out. So what? Two thousand and three. Yeah. Return so. of the King, and especially after the Hobbit, which again I personally I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. just didn't capture that magic. Let's no. face it, for for the wider audience. And now they're coming to bring us this TV show. The best hope this TV show has is to possibly capture the same vibes as earlier seasons of Game of Thrones. That's yeah. its best hope of being yeah, successful yeah, yeah. because I am I hyped for it? Kind of, yeah. I, I'm gonna watch it. I am gonna watch it and I'm gonna go in with decent expectations. I want a good show because mm. I'm a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm sure we'll talk about it one day. But yeah, I I don't feel like the show's needed personally. <laughs> no, I don't think but so. You can say that about many many films. You know, it's it's, a, it's artwork and stuff like that. I yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm gonna watch it. You know. Yeah, but... definitely. I think we we owe it as as fans of like the original. We I think we owe it to ourselves to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go in with measured expectations because mm-hmm. they've really struggled to recapture that source 
the, the first Lord of the Rings trilogy had. Bro. Just one, it's a one. It just had to be there. It just had to. It's be just there. yeah. It's just the camera angles of that film. The the architecture of like Saruman's hideout, man, or his headquarters. The way that looked, that's never really copied over to like The Hobbit. The Hobbit was more CGI. The music, the music alone. Oh, oh, we'll get into it one day for sure. One day, and you know what? I think now (laughs) I only mentioned one film, but yeah, that's it. (laughs) So Fantastic Beasts (laughs) in summary. That film put me to sleep, Dag Nabbit. There's some, right. there have been some other films that put me to sleep, but that's not been so much to do with the quality, just me being tired. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll imagine we're here to talk about Kill Bill Volume Two, and we got we had to rant about some films which <laughs> put us to sleep. No, no, it's okay. We'll oh, segue this. Man. Hold on. Uh, so, going on from sequels that weren't really appreciated, this is one that we definitely did appreciate, and it was needed. It is Kill Bill Volume 2, That's directed right. by Quentin Tarantino. Very well done, sir. Very well done. I learned from the best. I will learn from the best. Nicely done. That's you. That's you. <laughs> why, why, thank you, sir. Thank you. But, yeah, we've, we've talked about Kill Bill Volume 1. We've got to talk about Volume 2, and... You know, just in general, in film fan circles and you know, just general audiences, the first one is seen as the better film, mm. mostly. I think it is the better film, but I really do enjoy and appreciate Kill Bill Volume Two as well. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, man. When, if I ever find the, the the version where they combine the two, I'll send it because it's seamless. It's just magnificent to watch. Hundred percent, like it works so well as a sequel. I mentioned in the previous one, uh, the previous episode we did with uh, Volume Volume One, that I wish I could watch them back to back, and now I kind of see how I could. Like mm-hmm. the way it transitions to how you see her in the car, and she's just saying what she's just done in a quick summary, That's and she it. says, I've got "One person left on my list," and then I'm going to kill. Bill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's like, uh, you know those things where they mention the title of the film in the film and you're like, oh, she said it, she said it. Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. She nailed it. That's Kill right, man. Bill. That's it. That's it. Cut. We got it. And again, we're back to our non-chronological storytelling because she says she's got one person left to kill, which, which suggests, you know, she's killed two more of the assassins who got her because in the first Kill Bill, Volume 1, she got... Um, her name was actually Copperhead. So Copperhead in the first one. Mm-hmm. And she got Oren Ishii. So that's two down in, the, yep. in Volume 1 and then it was three more to go. In this, in the Volume 2, we had L Driver, we had Bud, Michael Madsen's character, and then mm-hmm. was he had Bill himself. They had to die, so there's three to go. And yeah, we start. Who was the first casualty in this film? <laughs> it was Bird. Bird. Oh, I love that. The whole. Oh, let me just get onto this scene because. Go on, man. Shop it up. When she escapes from, from the coffin. That scene, the music. Oh. oh. The, the lighting. Mama, yes, I felt close. I I got claustrophobic in that oh. scene. That was the whole point, and he did it so well. 
I'm not claustrophobic now, but I felt what it was like to be claustrophobic. Honestly, like, do you remember when every time there was one more nail put in, a bit more light went out? Mm -hmm. I just loved that scene. It was so well done. It showed, it, it tried to make us feel what, Beatrix was feeling in that in that box. I was like, man, that is scary. But I still to this day I have a theory that Bud wanted her to escape. Really? Yes. How? You don't give someone that highly trained the tools to escape. <laughs> you gave her a flashlight, and you know the kind of training she's had. You wanted her to get out. Mm, yeah, For why? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I can't tell you why. I don't know how this guy thinks, but. I think he wanted her to get out. That's just a personal theory of mine. Mm, maybe and he was like the secret hero all along. He wanted her possibly. to kill Bill. And he probably knew L was going to come for him for his for his second Hattori Hanzo sword. True, true, true. But yeah, Bud, Bud, was a, Bud was an interesting enemy. I mean, we've seen Oren Ishii, we've seen Carpet, all lethal... But Bud was just like, I'm going to shoot you with this shotgun, and then you're just done. <laughs> that shotgun, I first saw, when he first shot it, I was like, wait, is that it? Is Beatrix dead? And then it turns out she shot her with assault or something like that. Rock salt, yeah. That must have stung like crazy. Yeah, right days. Knocked her out, man. I was like, I was expecting her to get back up and be like, I'm wearing a plate or something. Like, she didn't prepare for that at all. <laughs> Straight up. Should we put a sword to a gunfight? <laughs> Legit. And then I still, again, I believe he wanted her to escape. He, I think he knew that L was going to come for him or mm. someone was going to come for him. And I don't, again, I don't know why I think that, but she, he knows the level of training she has to go and bury her with the exact tools she needs to yeah. escape. Like, come on, man. It was just Come a flashlight, on. but that was all she needed, man. Exactly. exactly. And the power of revenge. <laughs> revenge. And that, I don't know about you, but in school, you know the technique she was using to punch the coffin? So yeah. First finger and then punch. Everyone was doing that in my school. Yeah, they were doing <laughs> they it mine too. To yeah, they come up to you, they put their finger on the, your chest, boom, like, oh, punch. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> oh, the one inch punch. Here it comes. That's it. That's it. Time to say good morning, man. <laughs> that's a greeting <laughs> that was a legit the greeting um, the, the, and that all stems from her training with oh why am I forgetting the Kung Fu Master's Pai name Paime Paime that's it that's yeah. it I love that scene so much the, the whole flashback to her training with Paime mm. when she first yeah, got like there it. and he she was he, she was just giving it all this attitude and it was just... And Gordon, Gordon Liu. Yes. Um, that's the guy's name. He, he's a legend, man. He is such a legend. I, I love the fact he's in this film. And the fact he was in... The, he was actually in Kill Bill Volume 1 as a different character, as one of the 88. Yeah, Johnny Moe. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I don't care. Bring more and more of Gordon Liu, please, man. He was legendary. He was. Le I loved his he character is, as Pai Mei. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, just the whole training regime, even their first meeting when she climbed up all those stairs and then finally got to meet this Kung Fu master and she didn't respect him how you should. And then he had his back turned and she tried to do a sneak attack and crush his head with a rock. 
and he knew he knew she was going to do that before she did. Mm-hmm. And then he got her hand, and then he just started cussing her. He'll be he'll be cancelled. <laughs> be cancelled, oh, bro. The acting in that bit where he had her in the lock. I, I, Jesus, I yeah. feel like he was really going to take her arm because you've heard about how lethal this guy is. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he, t- he, he took a woman's eye because he backchatted her. That's yes. crazy. That's that was lethal. Ah, that scene. He took Elle's eye. She was eye. blubbering. <laughs> he cussed her, and then he's like, <sighs> Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Every time he taught, he always whipped his beard, too. I always liked that. You would say something and just whip his video. And you know what? I do find it interesting that so he spared Beatrix, he literally tried to hit his head with a rock. Mm. But he for L, he all she did was cuss him, right? Literally. She wasn't gonna attack him or anything. She just took her eye out. So that's so interesting that he chose different violence. levels of sympathy. Yeah, different levels of violence and sympathy of both of them. He must have really believed in Beatrix more than L. He must have because he taught her what was it the legendary five point palm exploding heart uh, technique? That's another thing people were trying in school. I'm like, wait, so yeah, what if it works? <laughs> why would you try that? Why would you wish death on me like this? <laughs> Secondary school was just a violent time, man. It just, it, I could just tell it whenever someone had seen the film, just come up to you. And then stop poking your chest. So, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just a movie. <laughs> it's not real. Ah, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good stuff. Legit. And you know what? Um, the, yeah, as I said, the whole training scene where he was just proper harsh on the the bit where he told her to repeatedly punch a bit of wood. Till her, mm. think, till her knuckles were bleeding. I was like, yes, this is yeah. hardcore training. What did he say? He said, um, it's the wood that should be afraid of you, not the exactly. other way around. Man, hard lessons, man. Even that part where she was trying to eat with the chopsticks. Oh, yeah. Hands were, her hands, so she spent the whole day punching wood and her hands were finished. She mm. could barely hold the thing. But, and she so wanted to just eat a bowl of rice with her hand. Yep. But... Pai Mei was like, no, no. who's that not uh, my house. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah. You want to eat like a dog, eat on the floor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he said, pick up them damn chopsticks and eat properly. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> and then she did, and then he did the infamous beard wipe. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> 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 that's every time he does that <laughs> now you know what there's a specific the training montage I love mm. that there was a specific bit where you saw them kind of practicing their fight moves in a silhouette yeah I like that so I much I love that like I took I remember I found a picture of that frame and I just made it like um my desktop background for a while because I just love that that, that shot. It was sick, man. Um, That's dope. Yeah, that, that that whole sequence where we saw it. Okay, Beatrix is the real deal. This is her training. This is mm-hmm. where she's come from. She was taught by the best of the best. The best of the best of the best. Exactly, and many. She he whooped he whooped Bill's ass before the film even got to Bill. That, that's right. That's right. 
he had a little discussion. That's all. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you go up the mountain. It's okay. We talked it out. Just uh, don't piss him off, you know. Oh man, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and you know what? The bit, the bit at the campfire before that whole training scene. That's where I kind of see where people were like, "Oh, this film's a bit slow." Because yeah. Mm. It was a bit, the dialogue, I mean, as someone who was invested in the film, I didn't mind it, but I can see where people are like, yeah, you could yeah. cut that, man. You cut that, just get to the training. I get it. So, it was yeah. very dialogue heavy, the sequel, like, compared to the original. But very. it works. That's, I think it balances out well as like mm-hmm. a whole complete like story. Exactly. And the music when she was escaping the coffin, I can I, I remember I just kept replaying that on YouTube because Ennio Morricone, he just did The Madness. The track is called Larina. Nope, it's not. This one's called Larina. Okay. So L hyphen, L apostrophe, and then Arena. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just a really, Ennio Morricone is just a genius. Mm. Uh, Rest in peace. But that track was amazing. It just suited every time she made progress and she was getting closer to the service. The music just got more and more triumphant. And yeah, mm. it was just, just a great moment in the film. And then she got out of that and said, all right, full start. Let's get to this. Let's get to killing my enemies now. I got buried, <laughs> but all right, we go again. Okay, cool. Round two. Round two. Try that shotgun stuff again. <laughs> Slice you in my sword. <laughs> <laughs> Fool ass fool go shoot me with a shotgun. <laughs> I'm Black Mamba. <laughs> Next time you do that, you better make sure you kill me because I'm going to come for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell your ass on the MIC if you keep messing with me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but luckily for her, uh, L Driver, there's a bit of a job for her. So L Driver, being as selfish as he was, actually wanted to kill uh, Beatrix herself. But she was mm. mad that Bud did it before her, and she was like, yeah. and she was secretly mad. She, she, you know, yeah. He kept. They were playing like verbal mind games with each other. Yeah, they were saying like, "What are are you feeling right now? Is it regret or relief? Mm. A little bit of both." <laughs> Nah, you're feeling one more than the other. Which one is it? Regret. <laughs> she wanted to kill Beatrix. In fact, it wasn't even... I don't even think it was... Yeah, in fact... So she killed him by hiding a venomous snake in a suitcase full of money. Which was a black mamba. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, she just wanted to kill him because, you know... You can't trust enemies. Just going to do their thing. The bad guys are just going to betray each other. It's just how it goes. Yeah. She has but, an eye patch too. Yes, an eye patch from being disrespectful to Pai Mei, who we, we later found out that she killed. Oh man, Aye. she poisoned his fish heads. Not the fish heads. He eats those all the time. Exactly, man. Imagine dying through fish heads. That's so embarrassing. I'm sorry. Isn't it? <laughs> ah, how did you end up in? How did you end up here? Oh, she she poisoned my fish heads. You know how it is. I, I was hungry. I didn't even check to see poison was in the fish heads. How did she distribute it in? I don't know. He said, "Wait, you eat fish heads?" It's like, yeah, but ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a delicacy. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, motherfucker, eat fish heads. <laughs> just reminds me of a Sim- the Simpsons when, you know, that, that Halloween special when they found out Bart had an evil twin. And they locked yeah. him in the attic and fed him a bucket with fish heads. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that guy's name? Hugo. <laughs> Hugo. <laughs> yes, Hugo. We've got to find Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Uh, well, L kills Bud, which Beatrix was gonna do anyway. And actually, mm-hmm. I do love the shot where L thought, "Okay, killed uh, killed Bud." And um, um, you know, I'm about to leave the trailer. Job done. Got the money. Hmm. Opens the door. Flying feet in your chest. <laughs> you thought you got away. Then you got kicked in your chest. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then she tries drawing the sword to fight Beatrix. And then, the, obviously, I love the fact that the RV is too small for her to draw it. And mm-hmm. it keeps getting in the way of the fight. So all of it's just hands, hands, Oh, yeah. Hands. That fight was messy. It was just like bumping things all over the place. And, and one, again, I honestly think Bud was trying to help Beatrix out, you know, because he lied to Elle about having a, another Hattori Hanzo sword, right? Yeah. He lied to her, and lo and behold, it was right there in the trailer. And mm-hmm. guess who found it? Beatrix. <laughs> Eventually used it to help kill Elle. And... Yep, yeah, that bitch. fight was funny, man. <laughs> man, that that whole bit, well, the whole line, the line that she said, that I love to this day, "Bitch, you don't have a future." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then she just proceeds to what I thought was going to be a lengthy sword fight, even though you can't do it in this cramped ass RV. But the way she ended it, mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. Ah, <laughs> you did the pun. Did oh, the pun. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so that was so easily set up, man. <laughs> I know. I don't even care. Oh, jeez, I didn't even see it coming myself. That's another pun. <laughs> but I literally, when you said, that, I was like, oh yeah, you did the pun. I yes. get it, man. <laughs> She acted the hell of getting her eye plugged Oh, out. yeah. She you really felt like nah, she is supremely that, pissed. Dude, that was all improv. Mm, yes, was it? again. She just went and just went off and did her own thing. And they just kept the camera rolling. And Karen, You could tell, man. And Tarantino just loved him. And he ate it up. He was like, this is perfect. You could this. tell, man. She was like, ah, you took my eye. Ah. And then she just drops the eye on the ground. Oh no, that scene. I can't watch it. Don't describe it, please. <laughs> okay, go and And you can imagine and you can imagine what she does with her foot to this eye. That's uh, Does that make it any better? No? Nah, just describe it, man. I, as long as I don't see it. But yeah, that bit was disgusting. Yeah, it just smushes the hell out of that eye. She is Ooh. blind. She's she is blind, blind blind for good. And yeah, we presume that she's left for dead because she's in this trailer. She can't see. And her venomous snake that she killed Bud with mm-hmm. is uh, stuck in the trailer with her. So she's going to yeah. die some way. 
and they didn't kill her because she knew it wasn't the biggest, baddest black member in the trailer. <laughs> For real. So at this point, Beatrix has you know is two down. Essentially, she only she only killed the L herself, mm. kind of, but she left her for dead. So that's two out of the way, and that leads us on to the big finale, to kill Bill. And I think, so do you remember in the Kill Bill Volume One review where I said it was a bit anticlimactic when yeah, she when I she do. faced Orinishi? I think it was the same here as well. I'm sorry, I. I feel like it worked. It worked again. It worked. I, I, it worked in the first one as well. It worked. When I say it worked. I feel like I I've never seen a hero versus a villain. You know the kind of like I've never seen this kind of scene before in a film where they actually talk and break down their characters before mm. engaging in this way before. So in that sense, I like it. I like it because it's very different than we've ever had was. before. It was literally as soon as she got to Bill's house, you just knew as soon, any sighting of Bill, she wanted to kill him. And then, boom, I love how Bill just, just one ups her and shows her, Oh, by the way, this is the daughter that I told you you'd lost. And that was bang, a bang. massive shock for her. Emotions all over the place. Yeah, oh. bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah, you're dead, mommy. I'm like, Oh. Oh, brain must have been breaking at that point. Bill was too clever, man. My days, and I love the way the whole scene flowed. The whole the way the whole scene flowed. Yeah, all the subtext of the story that he was telling while they were acting out the the shootout, and how she in that scene she became a mother. I feel like that's what happened in yeah. that scene. She stopped being the bride, the the killer, the assassin, yeah, the assassin, Black Mamba. She became a mother in that moment, honestly. And you know what? I just love that scene where she got to spend a night with her daughter, just yeah. in the same bed, just being a mother, which would had been denied to her since she was brutally shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And and actually going back quite a bit to the start of the film, where we actually saw how that went down. So. You saw her and Bill talking outside the church where she was about to get married to some random guy. And we see that Bill was just mad <laughs> that she decided to leave the life of an assassin behind and go and marry a commoner. And He was vexed, man. He was he vexed. Was, but he wasn't acting. He wasn't saying vexed things. He was yeah. just like, remember she said, um, will you be nice? I'm like, I've never been a nicer day in my life, but mm-hmm. I will be sweet. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> What the f- does that mean? It means it's going to be your worst nightmare. That's what it <laughs> oh, means. No. Bill was sweet and he massacred mm. the whole church. Ah, oh, that was crazy, man. And yeah, we, we essentially saw the exact the exact scene that led up to the opening scene in um, Kill Bill Volume 1, which was mm-hmm. brutal. They killed Sam well too. Oh, man. Man, man, man. Yeah, that was that was not nice. But we finally get to the the final bit. Yeah, I do like, like I said, the whole conversation they have where he just talks about uh, superheroes. I I liked it. I liked the speech, and I actually understood what he was talking about as well. I followed mm. it. Like he was saying how superheroes have super secret identities. Superman is Clark Kent. Spider Man is Peter Parker. But then he goes back to Superman being his favorite hero because. 
Clark Kent is the disguise and Superman is who he, he he's the main he's the true personality. And he's ah, basically yeah. like and he's basically likening that to Beatrix saying, You are a killer. You liked killing all those people to get to me, didn't you? And because she's because she's got the truth serum in her, she actually tells the truth and he's kind of breaking her down and saying you wanted to become Peter Parker basically by marrying some guy you could have been when you're really this person when you're really Spider-Man or if you're really Superman or you're really Clark Kent blah 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 you get what I'm saying I just like mm-hmm. that because we've never seen that in a film before he was basically explaining his rationale for shooting up the church and shooting her in the head at the start of the film but with truth serum oh yeah that true that true serum was the most sci-fi this franchise got <laughs> yeah man <laughs> what is you even gave it a name. I don't, that's so cartoony. You gave it a name I can't remember. Mm, that was so sci-fi, but yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> now you're going to tell me all your secrets. <laughs> and that final dinner with them was great. The, yeah. the bit where, you know, they pretty much decided, yeah, so again, with like with Orinishi, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to kill each other. Yeah. One of us is going to die or both of us are going to die. You know, I, I can't just leave here, even though I've seen my daughter. But you did shoot me in the head. You tried to kill me. And so either I die or you're going to die. So how are we going to do this, man? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they get into a bit of a tiff. And then he, she does a move that he thought she didn't know. And which Pai Mei didn't actually teach him. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Have you ever seen a slight tangent? Have you seen a Kung Fu Panda? Have I seen? Yes, I've seen Kung Fu. Panda. <laughs> Do you remember the whooshy finger hold? Of course, yeah. I remember the whooshy finger hold. Exactly. This this was like almost a like for like because nah. in that film, Tai Lung was like the whooshy finger hold. Shifu didn't teach you that. Oh no, I figured it out. Skadoosh. That's what this scene felt like in Kill Bill yeah. Volume 2. <laughs> That's a crazy likening too. Yeah. That's a, I know. It, uh, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I didn't think of that. It's very obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. It's actually Bill, he got he got a move used on him that he didn't know she knew because he thought Pai Mei didn't teach it to anyone. But Pai this ties in. That. Yes, he told me that. But again, this ties into what I was saying before where Beatrix was literally going to hit his head with a rock. He could have done worse than take her eye out, but he didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. So you could already tell from that he trusted her a lot more than any of the other assassins. And it makes sense that he would have taught her that move. The mm-hmm. five-point exploding heart technique, which was... Mm-hmm. And I love the walk. Cool <laughs> <to see. laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that walk... <laughs> That, that walk is exactly the definition of when you know you're dead. <laughs> you know you're dead. And he's like, how do I look? Ready. Yeah. And then the music, he turned around and I actually counted the steps he took. It's mm. like, okay, that's one, that's two, that's three, that's four, that's five, and he's dead. He drops down. I like the music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> His grand exit, a fitting mm-hmm. exit for a true crime boss. 
Where was he going to walk to? I don't know, you know. That's a walk into the bush. He just wanted to show, I'm just going to take my five steps now. I can't stand still forever. So... <laughs> he's gonna work. Imagine if he ended up walking fast longer than he could have lived for. Like, like he would end up just walking into a bush and being like, well, "I can't look back now. This ain't so cool. This ain't epic, man." Imagine he had um, someone on speed dial already with some sort of wheelchair or a Segway, so he didn't have to take another step in his life again. <laughs> so you tried to use that five finger technique on me, did you? And you expected me to take five more steps in this life, didn't you? But little did you know, I'm going to be on wheels for the rest of my life. And I'm going to hire people and I'm going to get them to kill you. So how about that? Because I'm Bill. I'm Bill, motherfucker. Oh, my days. That could have been the way out of it. I'm just saying, he didn't have to take those five steps. I'm pretty sure he must have had his phone on him or something. So, oh, listen, Bill, you didn't have to go out like that, but that was a cool <laughs> way to go out, nonetheless, nonetheless. Yeah, it was very cool. And I do like the ending as well. I didn't actually predict the ending when I first came into this film. I don't think so. But I didn't imagine that she would actually become a mother and that mm. she get to live her life with, what was her name, Bibi? Her daughter, yeah. Yeah. That was, that but, was good. Yeah, and, and the thing is... Again, this thing is perfectly set up for a Kill Bill Volume 3. If you get mm-hmm. Copperhead's daughter and BB, who's trying to defend her mother from being killed, it's like, listen, your mom shot my mom while she had me inside her. Huh? And then and you have the then you have Copperhead's kid saying, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you killed me. It's like a Tony Stark. I don't care. He killed my mom. <laughs> <laughs> For real. For real, man. But I I like the, the, the ending title sequence as well, where they go through everyone, including volume one as well. Yes. Um, everyone gets yeah. their own title card and shout out. It's, it's really cool. I like the last one with Beatrix at the end with Uma Thurman. I mean, Uma Thurman has Beatrix, a.k.a. Black Mamba, a.k.a. The Bride, a.k.a. Beatrix Kiddo, a.k.a. Mommy. I love yes. that. that. I love just, that. I love that for sure. Um, this is that's, that's an enjoyable film, man. Like, I really do. Let's see, my favorite film of all time is Volume 1, but I do mm. really love and enjoy Volume 2. So... Yeah, and all to, when you watch it all together, it's just such a beautiful like four hours or so of film. It's just great. Mm. So, yeah, man, really, really well-made film. A bit, few pacing issues here and there. Some things could have been cut out, I agree. But, yeah, so many things I loved about the first one existing in this second one. The music, the action, the, some of the dialogue. It's just, it's, it's, it's just great, man. It's just great. Yeah, man. For real. For real. Right, man. I think that's us for Kill Bill Volume 2. Unless you got any other thoughts. Um, We're holding out hope for Kill Bill Volume 3. There's time. There's time. Uma's still out there. Tarantino, you're still there. Just Mm -hmm. get this thing rolling, man. Make some phone calls. 
if you wanna you wanna you know, finish making films, this isn't a bad way to leave it. Yeah, for real. I mean, I'm Definitely. you know I'm I'm happy you know it's been left there. I don't mind, but it's just so well set up for volume three. <laughs> I mean, all. it won't be Kill Bill anymore. It'll be something else, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's probably why they left it there because Bill literally killed. So yeah, it'll need a rebrand. But listen, man, there's enough material there. That's what I'm saying. Mm, definitely. But yeah, man. So that's that was us for Kill Bill Volume Two, and now I'll of course, in terms of our rating, I'd give it the highest possible accolade. If it was out in cinema and IMAX, I am there along with Kill Bill Volume One. If they did the version where you watch them together, I'm there straight up. For real, for real. I'll be there right there with you, man. Sweet, sweet. But until that happens, until next time at least, we are out. Peace.